Looking for a new 1500 Silverado? Shop Beatty Chevrolet and get 2.9% APR for 72 months on a new 1500 Silverado. Yes, 2.9% for 72 months. Or, if you want a new car and a Chevy Malibu fits your lifestyle, check out Beatty Chevrolet's Malibus under $25,000 till the end of the month. And as always, buy with confidence with the Beatty Warranty for Life. Beatty Chevrolet on Parkside Drive, online at BeattyChevrolet.com. Beatty Chevrolet, locally owned and operated for over 90 years. Good Monday afternoon. Welcome in to Josh and Swain. Thank you for being with us on today's show. We are very excited to be with you for the next three hours. We are very excited for all that we will have to cover and who we have helping us cover it over the next three hours. VFL Jason Swain is here. I'm Josh Ward. But more than one VFL in the house today. Friend of the program, friend to uh, you and me, and friend to the listeners here over the last few weeks, Kevin Simon. Now in, in studio with us. Kevin, how are you? Been doing good, blessed and highly favored. Um, glad to be on with you guys today. Okay, Simon said he is is good and, and highly favored. We'll we'll get Kevin. We'll yeah, get we're, Kevin we're, we'll work on the mic here yeah. in the studio. Uh, Kevin Simon here with us. Uh, he'll know a thing or two to say about last night's game, the Super Bowl, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes comeback uh, fashion in the end we'll talk about the call late but we'll talk about the game over four quarters Jalen Hurts I thought was just terrific uh you have the fumble of course that's returned for a touchdown which is the one mistake but the plays that he made he helped bring them back to tie it at 35 uh but Mahomes Andy reading that offense in the second half uh too much what about that what about the halftime show not why bad you, why you not leading with that <laughs> what, is that because you want to lead with the first song which was no good? I just I mean yeah. I just I just thought the halftime performance was, was, good. was pretty was pretty cool yeah i mean those platforms suspended 50 60 feet up in the air and so when she know. finishes with diamonds and she's way up and it zooms oh, out how, how's jason swain handling that because josh ward uh knees would have buckled i would have i would have dropped on that one i don't like heights yeah yeah i don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> like heights i'm not sitting here saying like i'm afraid of them i'm just saying i don't like them <laughs> and the fact that she's did that performance? She was pregnant. Yep, that was confirmed I mean, afterward. Yeah, that was that was that was amazing. But no, the game, everything I thought would happen with a good game, a good performance. Uh, the commercials probably were a little bit behind the the game and the performance, but like everything, everything was good, man. I thought I thought it was a a really good Super Bowl Sunday. Yep, uh, a good night, Kevin Simon. We'll, we'll try again uh, on the the hello, but uh, quite a game last night. Thirty eight, thirty five, Kansas City over the Eagles. Yeah, man. I mean, um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think it was a treat. Um, you know, it's it a great game. You know, went back and forth. You know, coming into the game, we thought that the team that had the ball last would finish the game, right? Just because of the the offensive juggernaut that both the teams have been. Um, it played out a little differently than we thought. Um, you know, the Eagles' defense had the third most sacks in NFL history. Didn't sniff Mahomes at all last night. Um, thought Andy Reid did a did a masterful job um, <clears throat> coming up with a game plan to keep those guys off balance with play action, screens, some mixed direction. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of rocket uh, form, uh, a lot of rocket wide receiver um, motions across. Um, and I mean, and, and that accounted for two touchdowns, two yeah. easy touchdowns. Yeah. You know, where they caught the Eagles. You know, they kind of understood what they were going to be in inside the five-yard line and caught them slipping on a what we call rocket return with the receiver rockets, and then he comes back and, you know, returns. But um, Kadarius Tony could have crawled into the end zone if he wanted to. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was easy. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. But um, but just a total team effort. 
uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs. You got to take, uh, take your hats off to them. You know, offensively, defensively, special teams, all all facets contributed, and and it was all led by Pat Mahomes, who um, you know I wasn't going to bet against. Just as people ask, hey, who you got? I'm like, hey, look, I'm 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 a you know, if I, I'm not putting money on it, but um, you know, I'm a, I'm not going to bet against Pat Mahomes. You know, he's he's one of the greatest quarterbacks that we've ever seen. And a couple stats <clears throat> in the the NFL's passing leader previous to last night had never won the Super Bowl in the same season. So Pat Mahomes was the first to accomplish that. Um, the previous six are Dan Marino. <clears throat> Um, Kurt Warner, Rich Gannon, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady twice. All they're 0 for seven, you know, before last night. Um, so that's so that's one stat. Um, you know, I think I think I think we're all in a treat for years to come, watching Pat Mahomes and this Andy Reid offense. And and uh, if there's anybody who could catch Tom Brady, it would be Pat Mahomes. Speculation that Reid could hang it up after this season, but he's already confirmed, no, I'm coming back for 2023. Yeah. So they're going to run it back again. Yeah, when, when Terry Bradshaw asked him the question, I was like, why? Of course he's coming back. But, I mean, he is getting a little bit older. and, and he Patrick wants... Mahomes is a career extender. I'd want to keep coaching heck if I'm yeah. going to be coaching him. No, heck, heck yeah. But um, he has a chance to surpass Belichick in, in some ways. And why would you want to walk away when you have arguably one of the best, best quarterbacks of all time right there in front of you? So, I mean, there's a lot of – play that Patrick Mahomes needs to take care of before he gets into that conversation. But, I mean, he's on his way. He's on He's on his way. Two Super Bowls and five seasons of, of being a starter. You know, and, Andy Reid's a smart guy. He's going to enjoy the ride. He's going to enjoy this time having yeah. one of the best that we've ever seen in the one of the most talented quarterbacks that we've ever seen uh, in the NFL. I mean, there's there's no telling what they're going to be what they're going to be able to accomplish. And Pat Mahomes is the uh, the ten year four hundred fifty million dollar contract that he signed uh, three years ago. It's something that's going to be able to give them the type of salary cap room to where they can have uh, the type of players on defense, type of receivers, type of offensive alignment to where you could fill out a team. Um, you know, reminiscent of you know Tom Brady and what Peyton Manning were doing. Um, when other guys were making twenty five, twenty six million, but they're but they're making sixteen, seventeen, eighteen million, because they understood for to, for them to be able to play for championships, they couldn't take up seventeen percent of the cap. When do we get to the call? You want to you want to do it now? You want to save it the uh, the holding call late? Because I, I'll tell you, uh, it didn't bother it, me. It was a hold. Bradbury called it. Uh, wide receiver, of course, is fine with the call. When, when, when I saw that a flag was thrown, my immediate thought was, oh, no, this is going to end up being controversial, before I'd even seen exactly what had happened. But Bradbury, after the game, said it was a hold. I hope they wouldn't call it, but they did. It was a penalty. I mean, it doesn't bother me because I'm a wide receiver. It doesn't bother me because Bradbury said it was a hold. Number one, uh, I am conflicted that the game had to end that way Yeah. with officials making a call that really made it, it – made, it made it – clear that the Chiefs were going to win that game unless the kicker just had a epic blunder, which right. he did not have. So I would have loved to see the players decide the game more, but the problem I do have is that you didn't make those calls all game long. Y'all did not call those. And 
DBs and receivers. There's pushing. There's push uh, grabbing that go on outside and inside. Holding can be called every play. Hands to the face can be called a whole lot more than it is. They didn't make that call all game long. And to make that call in that moment, that's probably the biggest problem that I have. Mm -hmm. But I'm one of those people that believe if you're going to make calls in the first quarter, you got to make them in the fourth quarter and not swallow your whistle just because of the moment. Be consistent with those calls. And I just thought they were a little inconsistent because they didn't call those you know, in the first half or any part of the game. But it was a hole. Bradbury right. said it was. Right. Uh, Kevin, uh, curious what you think. Uh, one issue I think that didn't help in the conversation, the immediate reaction, uh, Fox didn't have the best angle. So they were pausing on what they thought was the call. And it was actually the right hand on the back mm-hmm. of Smith-Schuster when he's turning Mm-hmm. but uh, Greg Olson is trying to analyze what he thinks is the call, but that's because Fox didn't give him the best replay angle, which didn't help the conversation. But the call itself, uh, how it affected things, what did you think of it last night? Yeah, I mean, you know, there was a tug, right? And, and it, was a, it was a little tug, but it did, it did change, alter his, his progress a little bit. I did feel like it was a little ticky-tack. Um, usually... In, in in the playoffs, they don't make those calls. Um, but you know, man, I, it was it was impressive to see James ba- uh, Bradbury own up. To- Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes is here Thank with you. us. Voiceover, that is like my dream job. I think I just have too distinctive a voice and I can't manipulate it. so why I'm right. not a good singer. This is how great Seth MacFarlane is. I went in to do it and I was talking like this and he goes, good, now just get rid of the neck thing that you just did because it's one, it's ugly. And then I just came out like this and came up with this guy named Steve Smith who has a tiny little lisp, but so does Scott Grimes, so it's perfect. What women binge wherever you listen. To it, uh, I mean, he stood up on his on his own two feet like a man and said, "It was all it was old." I, I was hoping they didn't wouldn't call it, but they did. You know, it's all me. And you live with it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you live with it. But um, I mean, <clears throat> as that was happening, because I'm just looking at the, at the clock, and what is about a about a minute forty seven left in the game. I'm thinking that all right, they're going to score seven. The Eagles are going to go back and score seven, and we're going to go to overtime. It, it would have been the second overtime game in NFL, in Super Bowl in NFL history. Um, the last one was, or the first one was, 2017 between the Falcons and the Patriots. With you know, uh, I was a part of that when I was with the Atlanta Falcons. Oh <laughs> 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 no! It was all bad. You know, when we were up 28 to, to three, and whew, Tom Brady came back. No, that's a bad. <laughs> That was rough, man. Yeah. That was that was rough. No, that was a rough one. But um, but I, you know, hey, the, the game is a game. You're gonna call the game the way they see it. Um, if you don't want to get called, don't do it. You know, so I so I think I don't I don't I don't have a big problem with with how it ended. I mean, we were treated to a great game back and forth the entire game. Um, you know, it was impressive to see the the Chiefs come back from being down ten at halftime. 
and they really didn't come back out and do much different in the second half than what they did the first. They they executed better. They executed the game plan better. Um, you know, made some plays that they hadn't made. And then the thing that, that I thought would happen was that Pat Mahomes in the fourth quarter, I mean, he's going to start using his legs, and he takes off of that 26-yarder, and that kind of changed the complexion um, of the game. You know, the, the Eagles, from a um, from a um, – uh, from a strategy standpoint, they, they were going to keep Pat Mahomes on the sideline. And it's a good strategy because if he's on the sideline, he can't score. Yep. Right? Um, they ran 72 plays to the Eagles, 58, <clears throat> outscored them or outgained them um, in yardage, uh, in passing yardage, in total yardage. Um, it, was, it was impressive to see them basically play small ball. You know, they were going to stay ahead of the chains on first, second down, get into a manageable third, and then they've gone for it on fourth down more than anybody else in the league. I want to say during, on the season, uh, Jalen Hurts had converted 33 or 37 QB sneaks, and he converted three last night. Um, <clears throat> but they did a hell of a job executing the game plan. The problem is Pat Mahomes. Yeah, you know, Ma- Mahomes <laughs> in the end. Yeah, Mahomes we, in the end. Yeah. yeah, if he has the ball, and as you said, had the ball last, yeah. well, then you probably had an idea who's going to win. We'll come back and we'll continue the conversation. Quarterback play, Hertz was terrific. Mahomes gets another ring. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk Tennessee basketball this afternoon with the Vols game against Missouri. Back-to-back losses on three-point buzzer beaters. We'll cover it. <laughs> This afternoon, I invite you to be a part of the show. You can call or text in 865-656-9900. Jim Nagy coming up at 1 o'clock. We'll talk to him, the executive director of the Senior Bowl. It was a good week for some balls. We'll talk about that coming up at the start of the 1 o'clock hour. We're here until 3 o'clock. Two VFLs in studio today. Former Tennessee wide receiver Jason Swain, former Tennessee linebacker Kevin Simon. I'm Josh Ward as we continue on Josh and Swain on 99.1, the sports animal. Josh and Swain here on 99.1, the sports animal. Thank you for being with us. Kevin Simon's here with us this afternoon. Jason Swain here. I'm Josh Ward. You can join us. Call or text in 865-656-9900. We have a text saying Mahomes' injury was the biggest trick play of the game, (laughs) saying that it's it's a fake ankle injury, not buying that he's really injured, that he's faking it and playing it up to fool everybody. I don't know how he's able to play the way he was able to play with the high angle sprain. I mean... No sense to me. It makes no sense to me. And he kind of re-injured a little bit during the game, and he was able to kind of, like, shake it off. Before halftime, go into halftime, and usually you go into halftime, it stiffens up on you. Maybe he got some medicine or something, some treatment, but, like, he's not human. The things that he does on the football field at the quarterback position, it's, it's abnormal. It's different. And then the way he handled his high ankle sprain lets you know he's an alien. Kevin, my first reaction was, uh, I'll bet he got some medicine all right. Now, that's, that's me being cynical media guy, but uh, not, not just a, a pill, maybe a shot, maybe some ointment, but the, the whole works went to Patrick Mahomes to make sure that ankle was ready for 30 more minutes of football. Uh, fellas, he got the works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, Tordal is something that's, that Jason has, has, has taken. I, <sighs> I, I've, um, I've, I've taken Tordal. It's a quick-acting uh, pain, uh, 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 anti-inflammatory painkiller. Yeah, but so um, so you're gonna be able to do your thing that night, and it's not gonna hurt as bad, but it's gonna hurt tomorrow. <laughs> it's gonna hurt the next day. So I'm pretty sure that between 
Toradol injections and then a pill. Uh, I remember when I had when I broke my ankle and, and came back in that 2003 season. Um, they they wanted to just give me one Toradol pill at the beginning of the game, but it's fast acting. Um, that would get me through the first half, but it kind of got to the point I needed one before the game and another one at halftime, <clears throat> and then that would get me through. Um, pretty positive that that Mahomes was on that plan. Uh, on top of the the um, on top of the injections, the other thing is that I'm pretty sure that he probably went back in, warmed up the ankle, got in the whirlpool. It's a longer halftime in the Super yeah. Bowl. Oh yeah, because the normal NFL halftime is 13 minutes, and in the Super Bowl is 29. So you have a lot more time to kind of decompress, and I'm sure that they already had a game plan in in place before he hurt his in, um, hurt his ankle. I want to say that was on the last drive. Mm-hmm. Um, going inward, you know, he takes off and kind of gets rolled up on by 57, the linebacker bearing down on him. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that the one thing that makes Mahomes different, in my opinion, is his competitiveness. He is ultra competitive, and I listened to a to an interview done by um, the Chiefs GM, general manager Brett Veach, uh, where, and he's he's a guy that's credited with. Not finding Mahomes because everybody knew about him, but he's the guy that's credited with like standing on the table and saying, "No, this guy is different. This guy is special." And the one thing that he said, he's like, "Man, I kind of just fell in love with his tools." <laughs> he's like, "But the moment for me was," he's like, I- "I'd seen him play locally. You know, uh, they played Kansas State. You know, went to go see him play." Um, but it was a time when I went to go see him play against Iowa State. And they were down 35 to nothing. And he dinged up his, um, his non-throwing shoulder, his left shoulder, in the second quarter. Had nothing to play for, right? But he came, comes back out after halftime. He's like, I was about to leave for the press bucket. I came to see him. Came, Pat Mahomes comes back out after halftime and is slinging it, slinging the ball, doing everything he can to bring his team back. You know, running for first downs, he's like, and, and it was that in that moment, I was like, man, this guy's a special competitor. And I think that's what we've all seen since he's been in the league, and it was definitely on display last night. MVP, MV Pat Swain is what Travis Kelsey yeah. called him after the game. I mean, you look Pat. at his, you look at his numbers. His number wasn't special. I mean, Jalen Hurts had better numbers. Hurts had the fumble that was a return for a touchdown for for the Chiefs, but like if you just look at pure numbers, I mean, Hurts was better, but. Case okay, so Simon is right. Just the competitiveness you see from Patrick Mahomes, and I think about Chiefs games in the past, like that playoff game against the Titans, where the Titans had their best team in the last decade, and this was supposed to be the chance for them to get to the Super Bowl. And Patrick Mahomes had several runs late that really sealed the game for the Chiefs. That's that competitive nature coming out that Case Simon's talking about. The Chiefs had enough in the running game. It wasn't a, a- Great running game, but Pacheco provided enough. Yeah. McKinnon was able to provide something in the running game to help Mahomes along the way. And, and yeah, he, he's smart. Um, Orlovsky had a breakdown on ESPN. I don't know if you saw where was showing what, what they were able to see on second down with the motion that would set up what they would do on the next down, yeah. seeing how Philadelphia would play it, knowing what they could do next. The communication that Reed, Bienemy, and Mahomes have from years together has to be at work right there. Yeah, no doubt, and and you know now the Eagles, one they don't they don't run a whole lot of man coverage, um, you know they had they had the third most sacks in NFL league history, 
um, 78 over the course of 17 games. But they did it with that four-man rush, which they ended up having an eight-man rotation. You know, Sean Reddick had 16 sacks. Um, uh, uh, Brandon Graham had a, had another 10. You know, they had four different guys that had double-digit sacks on the year. It was they lost the fifth game of the um, week five. They lose to the Washington Commanders, and and Howie Roseman, he's like, I got to do something, because <clears throat> basically what Washington did. They just ran the football down their throats, right? So the first five weeks of this NFL season, um, they averaged giving up 148 yards rushing, the Eagles did, all right? So then they pick up in Dominican Sue, They pick up Linville Joseph um, as free agent acquisitions. Those guys are sitting on the couch, put those two big bodies on the defensive line. And then from week six through week, uh, week 18 of the NFL season, Teams averaged 114 yards rushing against them. You know, so they took 30 yards off the clip right there. Um, and that's those type of acquisitions. And that's why Howie Rosen's getting a bunch of credit for what he's done putting this team together uh, to get to, them to this point. Uh, we had in the text box, by the way, uh, I, I didn't see the comments that they said that Patrick Mahomes didn't take any added pain medication during halftime. Maybe that's true, maybe not. I don't, they, they had him ready to go. Whatever they had to do. I mean, it sounds nice. Unreal, man. <laughs> Un- the fact that he was able to, to play in the previous playoff game. Yeah. Super Bowl, he had two weeks to, to – The AFC title game was – That was yeah, unreal. Sure. That was unreal. But adrenaline plus Tordal. And Tordal is the strongest thing you can give a human. Like I was told, the next step up, horses take take that. <laughs> so Tordal is the strongest yeah. payment – Pain medication, painkiller that you can give a human. Well, and also what you mentioned, adrenaline. Don't oh, don't yeah. discount that. Absolutely, that yeah. absolutely. And again, he's the ultimate competitor. Mm-hmm. But it was a good game, man. It, it really yeah. was. I just hope that the the ending was decided more with the players on the field rather than the officials. The only problem I had with the the call is that it wasn't called all game long. Was it a hold? Yes, it was a hold. Uh, but the Eagles fumbled. There was one turnover in that game. Eagles had it. Chiefs didn't have any turnovers. You had a punt return. That you allowed, Kadarius Tony, yep. yeah, huge play. Yep. So like the Eagles and Eagles fans, like you can't just blame the officials on one call. I think we tend to do that way too much. There's other plays in the game that contributed to you losing the game. You gotta make those plays. You can't let Kadarius Tony go for 50, 60 yards on a punt return. You can't turn the ball over and expect to win in a big time game. And those things happen. And if they wouldn't have happened, maybe the Eagles would have had a better chance to win. We'll talk more about what Jalen Hurts did as well because it was a terrific performance. Somebody had to lose the game. That's how it worked out in a 38-35 to win for the Chiefs. So more on the Super Bowl coming up. Don't miss Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl coming up at 1 o'clock. Good information you're going to hear on Tennessee's players headed to the NFL draft. That's coming up at the start of the 1 o'clock hour. Coming up, Tennessee basketball. Back-to-back buzzer beaters at the end. We'll cover it. We'll cover everything this afternoon with VFL Kevin Simon alongside VFL Jason Swain. I'm Josh Ward, and you can join us 865-656-9900 here on 99.1 The Sports Animal. Josh and Swain here on 99.1 The Sports Animal. Thank you for being with us on this Monday afternoon. Great to have Kevin Simon with us. VFL, former Tennessee linebacker Todd texted in, uh, said that I'm sure Swain took those big pills, but Kevin simply took baby aspirin to get back out there. Uh, implying a different level of toughness between nah, one VFL and another. Actually, it's all small. They're really, really small capsules. They pack a big punch. 
Hey, I, I appreciate the love, baby. Appreciate the love and support. <laughs> uh, that man there, he loves defense, and I love you back. <laughs> Res- respect defense. Nobody seems to anymore. Well, I mean, the game's changed, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a game of speed and space. You know, yeah. throwing that thing around, and, hey, chicks dig the touchdown. <laughs> hey. The, the the number one defense in the league, or one of the best defenses in the league, because 49ers had the number one defense, but a top five defense in the Eagles, all these sacks that Eagles had all season long, uh, they didn't have any against Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Goose egg. 38 mm-hmm. points they allowed. I mean, so. Mahomes I, the MVP, rightfully so, but that O-line with the big assist, Trey Smith a part of it there at right guard. That's why you went to go get Orlando Brown. That's why you uh, saw the value in Trey Smith, and that was the big difference. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs lost. This type of game a couple of years ago to the Buccaneers, which is why I picked the Eagles. But that offensive line was was a difference for sure. Yeah, just a play calling uh, was masterful. You know, just, they did a great job keeping them off balance. The play action pass, setting up screens. You know, they really stretched the Eagles' defense horizontally. I mean, they made and vertically. You know, because you, I mean, when you're playing against Pat Mahomes, you know, you gotta you gotta respect the the deep area of the field. I just felt like Travis Kelsey, and we hadn't touched on him. Man, that's a bad man. He's bad. Bad man. And I'm not sure why they didn't bracket coverage to him more. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes is here Thank with you. us. Voiceover, that is like my dream job. I think I just have too distinctive a voice and I can't manipulate it. That's why I'm right. not a good singer. This is how great Seth MacFarlane is. I went in to do it and I was talking like this and he goes, good, now just get rid of the neck thing that you just did because it's one, it's ugly. And then I just came out like this and came up with this guy named Steve Smith who has a tiny little lisp, but so does Scott Grimes, so it's perfect. What women binge wherever you listen. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Because uh, there's a way that you can play, especially if you're just rushing forward, you can you can you can dedicate two two men to him, and then you're gonna beat me with somebody else. You know, be it Ju- uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who who played a critical role, nine targets, seven catches. You know, it was really one of his best games of the season. Yeah. Or Kadarius Tony, um, you're gonna beat me with somebody else. You know, one of the, one of the things that was underrated about about the game plan was they outrushed the Eagles. 151 yards um, to, I, I want to say the Eagles, I think it was, I, think, I believe it was 125. Just trying to remember off the top of my head, but that was something that I didn't anticipate happening. Um, just because, you know, I mean, basically the Eagles, the wet, the reason why they got there is because of their run game and Jalen Hurts being a big part of their run game. Um, but that, that was one of the things that, I just felt like Andy Reid did a great job of keeping them off balance, and then with the with the running plays, with with keeping the Eagles' defense off balance, came some some explosive plays in the run game. And Pacheco, what is he? He's a he's a six round draft pick out of Rutgers, underrated guy. No one really is talking about him, but then they hit on him. You know, they had they had uh, four rookies in the secondary. Um, the Chiefs did, you know, they were dependent on some young guys and these guys came through, you know, it's almost like at the end of the year at this point, you know, you're 16 and three, 
you're not a rookie anymore, right? But um, but that was that was that was unusual for them to have that many rookies showing up, playing playing with the lights um, shining the brightest, and um, and uh, and coming through for those guys. Evaluation. Yep, that's right. Evaluation and uh, value drafting yep. paying off for sure. Kansas City. Uh, we're gonna get to Tennessee basketball coming up. We'll get to your phone calls as we promised as well. We say hello to Buckeye Terry. Buckeye Terry, good afternoon. You're on Josh and Swain with Kevin Simon. Hey, what's going on? What up? <laughs> so, listen, man, I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl first. That was like the greatest Super Bowl I've seen in a long time. It may not have been the greatest of all time because you got the 85 Bears that put on a show. But I'm just saying that was a that was a good Super Bowl for, for the first time in a while. And like you said earlier, it did outweigh the commercials. The commercials sucked, by the way. But, uh, Swain, man, the streets be talking, and they saying that you still jinxing the Tennessee balls, man. They blaming it on you. Ain't that something, Swain? Man, what, what alley you in? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't in no alley. I'm you must be in the alley. Balls, you man. must be in an alley because I said last week that my confidence level in Tennessee winning was a six. Yeah, the, the, if there was a jinx this week, it might have been Josh. Yeah, but, I, uh, I don't know what street you talking to. I don't, I don't know that either of us are going to take blame on this one. Yeah. Hey, you should take it, Josh. And yeah. and uh, j- j- just to let you know, uh, one of my partners was telling me that uh, I shouldn't talk about the Bears like that. But you know, you saw the format for how Justin Fields is going to be the best quarterback of all time. You saw it last night. Okay. He got the arm of Patrick Mahomes. He got the running ability of, of, of Hurts. I'm telling you all right now, it's about to come to fruition just understand this. As long as the minds, which Kevin Warren is running the show now, who I got trust in, so I'm good, I think we're going to have a good shot to run this up uh, up the pole. I can tell you that right now. You, you, you got to stop, Terry. You got to stop doing this, Buckeye Terry. The running, I can give you the running. I can give you the running of Jalen Hurts because Justin Fields is faster. He got moves in the open field. Like, I can give you that. But the throwing – he ain't going to be a better passer than Patrick Mahomes. You can quit that. Oh, man, come on. Come on, man. You got to get my boy. He is so accurate. Let me tell you the secret, and no, I probably not. shouldn't say this on the air. The only bad thing about his arm is he can't throw a two-yard pass. But you put him out there with a 40-yard bomb or a 50-yard bomb, hey, he is on the numbers. I'm telling you, the dude is accurate. Pay attention. Go back. Uh, you can research his numbers. He might – Mess up at a two-yard pass to the running back because he throw it so hard. But I'm telling you right now, you put him downfield, he is accurate as they come. Uh, Ain't nobody out there. Josh Allen, going. you can talk about Burles. Ain't nobody as good as him when it comes to long I throwing the ball. I'm I, see going I see what's going on. I see what's going on. Thank you, Buckeye hey, Terry. Hey, I see hey, what's going on. Buckeye Terry, I'm, let me say this now. So Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick. I see what you Yo, it's um, a good chance that they're going to trade down. Here's the thing that Justin Fields needs. He needs more help. He needs to have more receivers, right? We love Valus Jones, but Valus is, is in, in VFL. Valus is really more. Hopefully, he'll ter- he'll become a, a a quality third receiver and uh, and and return guy, gadget guy, some of that. But they don't have a number one receiver with the Chicago Bears right now. Um, they have they have salary cap room. They got Ryan Poles, who um, Ryan Poles is a, is, a, is a friend of mine, who's the general manager there. Uh, Matt Eberflus, their head coach, was our linebackers coach. Um, so we overlapped for five years in Dallas. 
Um, Flus has a message that the guys are, are buying. So, yeah, I think Justin Fields, he has a chance to be a quality quarterback in the NFL. But, but Buckeye Terry, man, he had about five games where he ran for more yards than he passed for. Buckeye um, ain't slick. <laughs> yeah. his, first, his first name is called is Buckeye. Where did Justin Fields play? Ohio State. He's used to seeing Ohio State Justin Fields, where the holes were as big as a, a, a cave you can drive a truck through. NFL holes are a whole lot smaller, which means you have to be more accurate. And Justin Fields was unable to be as accurate as he needs to be. That's why he was more successful running the football. Yeah, the receivers are a big, big part of that, too. you got to have better receivers. But Justin Fields is not as accurate as he was Ohio State because he doesn't have Ohio State's <laughs> – Receivers. Well, I mean, the, the the windows in the NFL are just they're tighter. Correct. Right? You know, what I mean, you have to be more there's accurate. A, there's a there's a disparity between offensive skill players and defensive skill players on every level of football, middle school, high school, college, and then that changes in the NFL. So the windows become smaller. But uh, Buckeye Terry, you got to take those scarlet, scarlet and gray colored uh, glasses off. Them bifocals. <laughs> them, them Coke bottles. Yeah, because uh, while Justin Fields is a very talented quarterback. He he does make the receivers work for the ball. I think that if the Bears the Bears need to put him on Cam Newton's plan. Get some big receivers, guys like Devin Funches, you know, who was six four coming out of Michigan, Kelvin Benjamin, who was also six four coming out of uh, Florida State. You had Greg Olson who was on the telecast last night, six six. Guys with a wide catch radius, build a team to where they're running the football and then taking shots down the field. And if they can do that you know, in Chicago, then, then they'll have something cooking with Justin Fields. Buckeye Terry, always good to hear from you. We'll uh, continue to invite calls and texts at 865-656-9900. We have the face-off coming up next. We have Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl at 1 o'clock. More Super Bowl talk. Uh, Vols, what do they need to do to fix what's happened the last two weeks? That in our next segment with the face-off as we continue on Josh and Swain. VFL Kevin Simon is here today on 99.1, the sports animal. Josh and Swain right here on 99.1, the sports animal. Don't miss the start of the 1 o'clock hour. Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, will tell you why Darnell Wright is moving up in those projections for the NFL draft with what he was able to do in Mobile. We're going to hit the faceoff coming up in just a moment. Uh, we will be uh, as fair and objective and balanced as you can find with uh, officiating here as Kevin Simon's going to be the guest referee. Officiating mm-hmm. is a, a controversial topic. No controversy with Kevin stepping into the studio to uh, to judge here today. No, no, we're going to call this uh, this uh, this one even, Stephen. Oh, we'll see. Yep. Uh, great, great to have Kevin with us today. With uh, Jason Swain, I'm Josh Ward. Right now, we hit the faceoff. You want some? Come get some. Head to head, toe to toe. Let's go one on one with today's face-off. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. Are you ready? Let's get this mother crock. It's presented by Marble City Family Chiropractic. Joel Silverberg, what do you have for us today? Which Super Bowl team from last night is more likely to return next year? I'm going go with the Eagles. Uh, I think the Eagles, what they have built. In that NFC East, I don't trust Dallas. New York will still be good. Uh, the Rams just fell off in a huge, bad way. Still questions with the 49ers. 
and the quarterback situation because uh, Purdy is going to require that surgery, and that's going to be a long recovery, long road uh, back. The AFC is still tough because you still got Josh Allen in the Bills, you still got Joe Burrow in the Bengals, and so I got to go with the Eagles. So I will take the Chiefs, even though. Man, this amount of times already in the AFC title game every year and getting back to the Super Bowl again, that can wear on you. But you do have some veterans on the Eagles side where I wonder what do they do next year? Jason Kelsey, is he hanging it up? Some other veteran guys, where do they go next season? So as long as they have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes running it back together, I'll run with them. What was your favorite Super Bowl commercial? Uh, it was the uh, Uber Uber one. With Diddy. Uh, with Diddy <laughs> good. And, and all of them, I think that was that was my favorite. Uh, as a whole, the, the Super Bowl commercials were not as good uh, as we've seen in the past. But yeah, it was it was Diddy, it was uh, Khalees, Montel Jordan, uh, Donna Lewis, uh, Hathaway. Uh, so it was the Uber One commercial for me. Yeah, that was very good. Uh, that would be near the top of my list. I liked uh, Affleck uh, being the everyman in the drive-through. But my answer, because it's relatable for me right now is the uh, Kia having to go back to get the binky or the pacifier. Mm-hmm. Very relatable. Okay. Been, in, been in that moment too many times recently. And then in the end, uh, the kicker is he got the wrong color, so the baby didn't even want it. Is Jalen Hurts the official QB1 of the NFC? Um, no. That is still Aaron Rodgers. He's still that dude. Jalen had a really good season this year. And I'm not going to put Jalen Hurts on top of the mountain just because Aaron Rodgers had one bad season. So it's still Aaron Rodgers for me. He is QB1 of the NFC. He's the best. So it is Hurts. Uh, a couple of things. I'm already considering Aaron Rodgers QB1 of the New York Jets of the AFC East. Uh, technically, he is still with the Packers, and I could end up wrong there. But I'll, I'll say Hurts because I took him in the middle of the season as the top guy. He was terrific last night in the Super Bowl. The question has been his accuracy and his ability to lead an offense with his arm as much as he ran the ball last night. But each year he's gotten better. He's going to be better next year as a quarterback. So I'll take Jalen Hurts. I will definitely take Hurts as a better leader than Aaron Rodgers. Oh, 1,000%. (laughs) Happy 76th birthday to Mike Krzyzewski with Coach K retired. Who's the top college coach in the men's game? I mean, you got to go with Bill Self. He's been the most consistent uh, out of the guys who are active. I mean, you can look at Mark Few. But he has he hasn't won championship. Yeah, he hasn't won championship. Uh, I like what Scott Drew has done at Baylor, but he only has one. Uh, Bill Self has been consistent, even going back to his days at Illinois, where he had you know uh, D Williams and, and all those boys that they went to the Final Four that year. Then he did it again at Kansas, winning a couple of championships. So it's, it's Bill Self. Yeah, uh, he, he can beat the NCAA. He can beat the NCAA tournament. He to do that. So we're going to be in agreement here. Shout out to Jim Beheim, who is 78 years old. He's making everybody forget that he just cheated blatantly, was suspended for it, uh, and saying that he's going to call the shot. So he has to rank high, I guess, with longevity and wins, but itself. What is the top priority for Tennessee to fix the last two weeks' issues? Well, you look at Vanderbilt. They shot 40% from three. They made 10 threes, and... 66 points, 30 of those points are from three. Then you turn around against Missouri, and Missouri makes 14 threes. They shoot over 50% from three. Those were the two problems right there. I mean, Tennessee's been great all season long, uh, guarding three. And you got to give Missouri credit because they hit a lot of shots where Tennessee's hand was right there in their face. But you give up those amount of threes and they're that efficient from the three-point line, you're probably going to lose more times than not. Missouri 
they're 12 and 0 when they have shot 40% or better this season. 12 and 0, that's Missouri. Tennessee has to be smarter and tougher late. Against Florida, they came back to build a lead and then were blown out the final 10 minutes. Vanderbilt fouling a three-point shooter late, leaving a three-point shooter open when they're told not to. And then against Missouri, a 90-foot foul and missed free throws and giving you. up an easy drive to the basket. Smarter and tougher late. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Who do I think I am? Who do you think you are? <laughs> Josh, how dare you? Speak the truth. <laughs> All right, Kevin Simon, guest referee. Right. Who's the winner today right, in the faceoff? So, so, here's, here, so here's what I got. I got two for Swain. I got two for Josh. And then you guys both said Bill Self. So I'm calling it a tie. What? <laughs> a tie? <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is this the old bike test where you ask to split it down the middle? So whoever says, don't do that, they're the winner. Oh, um, guys, you know I like being on the show, so I kind of want both of you guys. You didn't want one of us to veto and your the next. Listeners complain about me. Oh man, now I know how my kids feel. They're like, Daddy, who who has the best drawing? I don't want to hurt one one girl's feeling. I'm like, Oh, they both good. It's a tie, mm-hmm. and they they are so mad at me when I say that. Uh, handing out participation trophies on a Monday. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. More than the Eagles got last night. That is the face-off. Nobody takes the win today. Every day the face-off is presented by Marble City Family Chiropractic. Any age, they can help you. If you're dealing with aches, with pains, they can help you in a natural way as well. Marble City Family Chiropractic, Drs. Jason and Alicia Bloom. Call them up, 766-2081. It's Marble City Family Chiropractic. Speaking of moving up, how about Tennessee Vols moving up in draft projection after showing up and showing out at the Senior Bowl? Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, joins us to begin hour number two with two hours to go here on Josh and Swain. VFL Kevin Simon with us today on 99.1, the sports animal. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen.